Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi guys, welcome back to The Confidence Show. I've got a solo episode for you today and I'm very excited about this. This is something that I thought the other day that I really wanted to record for you because I always feel quite reflective at this time of year and where I am now compared to where I was at the start of the year is just not where I thought I was going to be at all in the best way possible. Like, it's not a bad thing. (laughs) I'm not sat here like, oh my God, what a year I've had. It's been terrible. Because actually, there've been some pretty tough moments. There've been some pretty low moments. But as a whole, I feel like it's been a huge year for personal growth. It's been a good year for business growth. Yet I've also stepped back from doing all the things that you would expect. So in terms of showing up on social media, in terms of creating all the lead magnets and the funnels and promoting a list and all the things that I thought I had to do. And that's why I wanted to talk to you about where I am, what's happened and my journey to having it all. So at the start of the year, I think it was January, like off the top of my head, it might've been January 10th, (laughs) but I can't guarantee that that is correct information. So at the start of the year, I wrote a post on Facebook that said, I'm having it all this year. Love, money, success, travel. I'm having it all. And I just decided that that was going to be it. I decided this year I was going to have everything that I wanted and that I was worthy of having everything that I wanted. And that's a really important step because one of the exercises I really encourage my clients to do, and I've talked about on the podcast before that I know has been helpful to some of you listening, is this idea of deciding, this making the decision to do the thing that you want or have the thing that you want and there is so much power in that decision so I made that decision and as we are coming to the end of the year I know we've still got another six weeks seven weeks I really wanted to reflect on this year and share with you an honest account of my journey to having it all in 2022 and it's going to be very honest I'm not going to skimp over the the downsides the negative sides the tough times and just focus on the positives because I suppose one of the biggest lessons that I've also had this year is that you can have an idea of what all looks like to you but it can manifest in so many different ways and what you think you wanted can change and what you thought you would be happy with can change (laughs) so I want to be really really honest with it and hopefully it will maybe encourage you to reflect on your year too for you to do a similar kind of self-awareness exercise actually what I might try and do is leave some journal prompts in the show notes for you so that if you feel like having this 
reflection time at the end of the year as many of us do then you can use those journal prompts to help you but before we do dive into the episode I want to share with you that in January 2023 I'm launching the Self Society a monthly membership designed to help you create a deeper connection with yourself As the months go by, you'll learn to cultivate a beautiful relationship with yourself by increasing your self-confidence, prioritising your self-care, building more self-belief and learning to love yourself for who you are. This membership has been two years in the making. It was, I think it was even over two years ago that I first got the idea for it, but it didn't quite add up. Like not everything slotted into place. It didn't feel like the right time. And I feel like my journey over the past year has really helped the final puzzle pieces to fall into place. So I'm finally ready to launch it. And I'll share some more information with you at the end of the episode. But if you are eager, if you're an eager beaver, then go visit the link in the show notes um, to find out more and to join the waitlist. I'm also planning an exclusive Black Friday offer. So make sure that you are on the waitlist to learn more about it because it will be a one-time thing. Okay, now that's done. Let's dive into this episode. You're listening to The Confidence Show, a podcast for the big dreamers who want to create more confidence so they can live their lives on their own terms. Hosted by confidence and life coach, Rebecca Hawks. That's me, by the way. The Confidence Show was created to inspire you to say yes to the things that scare you, to help you feel less alone when you're struggling with your mindset and to show you that you truly can design a life you love. With a new episode landing in your feed every Monday and Thursday, be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss out. Can you really have it all? Now there's a mixed bag of people. You have some people who are like, you can have everything. Women can have everything. I'm talking about women specifically because it's typically women who are faced with challenges such as either being a parent or having a career or either being successful or having a loving partnership. And that's kind of how it's always portrayed online, in the media, in films, in any way. It's kind of always portrayed that women can't have it all. But then equally, there are people in the camp that women can have it all. You can have everything you want. You can have all the things. You can have the love, money, success. You can have everything that you desire and you don't have to sacrifice versus, I suppose, the first one where you you do have to sacrifice that. You can you can either have this or that, or you can have it all, but you have to sacrifice something in terms of like your health or your wellness or relationships or your social life. So when faced with the question of like, can you really have it all? I think you can, but not in the way you expect. So when I look back to where I was at the start of 2020, I feel like I did achieve my goal of having it all, but not in the way that I thought at all. So when I reflect on like the love, the money, the success and the travel that I desired, when I originally was like, I want to have it all, my expectations and my vision for what I wanted did look very different to the way that everything unfolded and the way that things manifested, which is great. Like that's not a negative thing, but I suppose as I go through this episode, what I'm going to do is break down my expectations. So when I explain what having it all was to me, I'm going to break down my expectation, what the reality looked like and how I ended up having it all in that area. And my own, I suppose, definitions of having it all in that area, because I think that's really key. And if you've listened to the pod for a while, you know that I did an episode a few months ago now 
about redefining what success means to you. And I feel like a lot of this year has been me redefining what many different things mean to me. Because we have these images or these examples that we are shown online and in magazines and on TV. We're shown these kind of examples of what having it all looks like or of what love is supposed to look like or what financial success is supposed to look like or um, business success is supposed to look like. We have those visions that we are faced with, but actually when we take the time to stop and understand what we actually want and we create that self-awareness, for many of us, I'm sure, our versions or our definitions of what success in that area looks like are very different. And actually what I've learned is my desires are a lot more simple. They, I mean, I still have massive desires in terms of like flying first class around the world and staying in five star hotels and like buying a massive five, six bed house and all that kind of stuff. Like those are like the real big dreams for me that I'm nowhere near at the moment. But then also there's so much... There's so many things that there's so much simplicity in what I desire now. And when I share with you at the end of this episode, towards the end, I'm going to share with you the highlights of my year. And it was really funny because when I looked at when I was writing my highlights list, nothing came up about signing my highest paying client. This being my highest income year in business. They weren't highlights of my year at all. I could look at those and go, oh, wow, well done me. That's really good. But actually, my highlights of the year were so different. This year has not been about scaling my business or trying to hit 5K, 10K, 20K months or selling out programs. Like My year hasn't been like that at all. And I think because I've been striving for that for the past four years, four, 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 three, four years, when I was in this bubble online of that's what you need to strive for, I never felt fulfilled. I never felt fulfilled in striving for my dreams or goals. I felt like it was stressful. I felt like it was a burden to be striving for these goals. And that's another massive lesson that I've learned this year is achieving certain things, but missing that fulfillment. Whereas now I realise that fulfillment has to be something that I focus on. I have to prioritise fulfilment above other things because without that fulfilment, I don't feel successful. So I could make a shit ton of money, but if I didn't feel fulfilled in what I was doing, it didn't matter. So it's been a huge lesson. I'm going to break down each four of the areas that I said that I was going to have it all in and look at, as I said, the expectation, the reality, and how I feel like I had it all. So we're going to start with love, because that was the first thing that I said. I think it was love, money, success, and travel. So let's start with love. Now, my expectation when I said that, my expectation when I said that I was having it all, was, I suppose, to meet someone. Like, I've been single for, what, three and a bit years now. But I was like, okay, maybe I'll be ready this year. And at the start of the year, I don't think I was. Even now, I feel like I am, but then also I've kind of come full circle where I'm like, I'm so comfortable being on my own. And there's still some things I'd like to achieve as a single woman that I'm also like, if it happens, amazing, but I don't want to actively make it happen because I'm like, oh, but I'd really like to buy a house by myself. (laughs) 
like things like that. I'm like, but I feel like when I meet the one, that's going to be us for life. And there's still a few things that I want to do on my own before that happens. So going back to the expectation, it was to meet someone, to fall in love, or even, I suppose, get back on the like dating train and just like date a lot. And the reality is that didn't happen. My brother got married in March and after the wedding, I was also very much like, I don't really want to meet someone before the wedding because I don't want to, I didn't want a partner at the wedding which may sound crazy to a lot of people because obviously everyone's there. I think I was like the only single person there, like all my brother and his friends, like they've all got partners. My sister-in-law, her sisters, her friends all came with their husbands or their partners. (laughs) And I was like the only single one of like my age, apart from, I think my brother, I think two of my brother's mates were single, but everyone was like in their partnerships. And I mean, we're like, we all get on very well anyway. So I get on with his friends. I got on with Hannah's friends because we had the bridal shower the weekend before. So it wasn't like I was alone. We all partied together, but I was very much like, I don't want to meet someone before the wedding because I am very conscious about who I want to bring into that environment. Like I don't want to meet someone and then be like, I feel obliged to have this person at my brother's wedding when it's such a significant, important day for them and for us as a family. I didn't want just anyone to be a part of that. So I wasn't really looking before then, but then after the wedding, I stayed at the hotel for an extra day. I stayed overnight because I was like, I know I'm going to be hungover and I don't want to have to leave the hotel to go home. Although having said that, I wasn't actually that hungover and I just spent the day at the spa and getting massages and stuff and eating food, which was great. But then I was in the hotel room and I was like, do you know what? Actually, I would really like to date now. Like I would like to meet someone now. It was so lovely to see them get married. I want what they've got now. So I got back on the got back on the dating apps and was chatting to a few people, but then I lost interest. And now with the recent discovery of the ADHD, suspected ADHD, I think maybe this is just a pattern because I got really into the apps. I was like speaking to people, I was matching with people, having conversations, and then I disappeared off the face of the earth. And then a few months later, again in like June time, I was like, no, I'm gonna date again. Got back on the apps, was chatting to people, went on my first date, and you can actually listen to that episode. I shared an episode about how I prepared for my first date in seven years. So you can scroll back through, I can't remember what number it is, but scroll back through, have a listen to that. And I really talked about dating quite openly there. But then after that happened, I hit a massive burnout in my business. And the past, well, since August, I've really struggled to be back to my full healthy self. So it's been a lot of trying to heal and rest and be productive and try and do the things that I want to do. So I just I haven't felt like I've really had space to date again and now moving forward I like <laughs> I look on my app and I'm like I've got so many people who I need to either decide to match with or not which that sounds ter- <laughs> that sounds terrible but I have I've got like a lot of people to either match or not match with but I'm kind of like I want to do that but I know that as soon as I match with someone I don't have the mental capacity to actually have conversations with people at the moment because of this like burnout that happened in the summer so I'm a little bit reluctant although I'm starting to feel a bit more like actually dating would be nice again now so my expectation was one thing my reality was another thing yet 
what I've learned and what I can really see when I reflect on this last year in terms of love, I feel like I've experienced so much love from friendships. So from some from friendships that have expanded, new friendships from people that I knew a little bit but didn't really have a solid friendship. And it, this year I, I felt really loved and that's what I wanted without knowing I put it all on like meeting a guy but actually I was looking for more love in my life and I feel like I've achieved that from expanding on these friendships and from creating deeper connections with the friendships I already had and it feels really really lovely it feels so nice when I think back to the start of the year and the experiences I've had with my friends and the way that we have deepened our relationships I'm going to talk about going to Bath in the travel section of this episode but even going there I went with two of my um, friends that we'd met online like we'd been a part of a mastermind we met once in real life in I think it was January or February we met once just to go for dinner we went out had dinner had a couple of drinks and then a couple of weeks later we were like oh should we go away for the weekend together and it just felt so natural but then whilst we were away each of us individually were dealing with something quite it was quite a big life event for each of us individually and we supported each other through that and I think because we both we all three of us went with so much open-mindedness with so much vulnerability and willing to hold space for each other it was a really beautiful space and even though we'd only met once before we formed this deep bond and it was wonderful and I've had friendships with some people for like year I mean not so much the friends I have now but like friends previously that I'd had friendships that I'd had previously where I'd known people for years and we'd never had that kind of bond and I had that this year and it's continued to blossom since then like that's just one example but many friendships I've had and it's been wonderful it's been so so wonderful because now I feel like I have a larger group of people to turn to when I'm struggling I'm very open about how I'm doing on things like the podcast where I don't receive the res- the support. So I can tell you about what's going on. I can talk about things like anxiety or ADHD or burning out or struggles that I'm having. I can talk about it openly and honestly. And I think that's important because I one of my biggest purposes of the podcast is for people to not feel alone. So for people to feel less alone in the struggles that they're going through. So I can talk openly about things like that on the pod. But when it comes to in like real life, if you like, in my day-to-day life, if I'm struggling with something, the only person that I'll really talk to is my mum, sometimes my grandparents. But I don't tell people when I'm struggling. I don't offer that information a lot because a few years ago, it's probably about 10 years ago now, I I remember a friend was going through something. She was really struggling with something. I can't remember what it was now. It was probably to do with a boy. But there was an experience that she was going through and I could relate to it. And I was like, just explaining like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're feeling like this. Like, I completely understand this happened to me in this capacity. And whereas I was delivering that information in an attempt to help relate to her story and to build that connection of you're not alone, I've been there as well it was received in a manner of 
you're turning things around to make it about you. And the comment that was made was, you make everything about yourself or something like that, which is from that moment, like I, I don't share my struggles now. Like I don't talk to my friends about things that I'm finding really hard. I just don't. And I won't be open and honest about things like that. I have got better this year because I feel like I've got those deeper relationships now. I feel safe in my friendships now. And that ha- that isn't also necessarily because my friends haven't been good or my friends haven't been willing to listen to me or anything. That's been my choice of I would rather just keep this to myself. Whereas because I feel safer in myself, I now feel safer to open up to people more. I think that comes from a lot of like healing and a lot of inner work that I've been doing. So that's been wonderful. I now have, I'd say I can count like maybe even more than two hands of people that I could actually turn to and say, do you know what? This is really difficult for me or I'm really struggling with this or this has happened. I don't know what to do. And that feels really lovely. So in terms of having it all with love, I would say, yeah, of course I have. I felt so much love this year in so many different formats and it's felt amazing. Also on that same note, in my family relationships, like my niece is one and a bit now, which is amazing. I've got that love from her and building the relationship with her as her auntie. My relationship with my family, the there's definitely been some healing collectively there thanks to my lease Lily being born and thanks to the wedding because that brought my parents together in the same room for the first time in a very long time and it was fine like they're never going to be best friends but the fact that we can all be in the room together (laughs) is incredible absolutely incredible and in saying that as well I feel like I've developed a deeper relationship again with my dad I feel like because of a lot of the healing that I've been doing over the past few years, I feel like I can see him in a different light and I feel like we've started to build a stronger relationship again. The same with his partner and collectively as a family. It's just nice. We're all in a really nice, comfortable situation together. And I suppose I didn't realise that was missing until it's there now and it's just really really lovely really lovely oh I feel a little bit emotional talking about that so before I cry (laughs) let's move on to money (laughs) let's talk about something that's not gonna make me cry so yeah let's let's go on to money and having it all when it comes to money now the expectation here is the expectation that I've absorbed from the online coaching industry world. And that was aiming for the big numbers. I think I had a big income goal that I wanted to hit. I wanted consistent income. I wanted to scale my business. I wanted to make more money than I'd ever made before. But it was all coming from a place of not necessarily fully authentically to me. So yes, consistent income is an absolute dream for any business owner. Yes, earning more money, in your business than the previous year is a dream for any business owner. Bigger numbers, amazing. But when it came to scaling my coaching business in the way that I thought I wanted to, that's changed completely. 
And that has come from me taking a bit of a step back, which again, I'll talk about in the success section. So my reality when it came to money, I had my highest year in business so far. So I started my business in 2017. So nearly six years ago now, which was amazing. I signed my highest paying clients so far in business. I paid off £6,000 of debt and I also burnt out and I had months without any income. So I saw a lot of financial success and I also had moments where in that month I didn't feel financially successful, which was frustrating and has been frustrating. But then at the same time, I think because of all the work I've done on myself and I did look back on my past five years in business or past four years in business at my income flow and it replicated previous years as well typically for me August and September are my quietest months and that was reflected in this year as well and I think stopping to pause and look back on previous years and recognizing that helped me remain much more calm and for the first time since I've had my business I was able to look at things objectively and not be like, there's something wrong with me. I'm the problem. Nobody wants to work with me. This, this, and it. Like all the negative stuff. I'm not good enough. I'm not doing a good enough job. None of that came up. If I hadn't experienced the burnout and I wasn't experiencing the burnout, I would likely have made more money, but I didn't have the energy or the mental capacity to do any work. I didn't have the energy to coach anyone. I didn't have the mental capacity to be able to support anyone else in their business because I was struggling myself, which is fine. Looking back now, it's not something that I'm stressed about. It's not something that I'm worried about. And I think the fact that I was able to stay so calm and trusting is because I've been working on myself continually for the last three, four years. So even though I had the months without any income and I'd hit that burnout, How did I have it all? Did I even have it all? And I would say yes, because (laughs) for the like standard success that is portrayed everywhere, I celebrated my highest year in business so far, which is amazing. Absolutely brilliant. Very proud of myself for that, celebrating that, which is great. And that came from me valuing myself, valuing my expertise and having built on my self-worth over the past however many years, because in doing that, it enabled me to price myself at an amount that I felt truly reflected the value of my work and the value of having me on someone's team. So I celebrated my high stream business, signed my highest price paying clients, and I became more comfortable and trusting with the ebb and flow of finances which is something that hasn't happened for me before. I would normally, if ever I had a month where I wasn't making as much money as I wanted, or if I perhaps had a month where I didn't make any money, I would be living in a constant state of crippling anxiety. I would live in panic, I would live in fear, I would live in crippling anxiety, which then made it harder to make any money because you can't show up confidently at your best and able to deliver your best when you're living in that state. Whereas this year I just trusted it. I knew everything was gonna be fine and it has worked out fine because 
it just has. <laughs> I'll talk a bit more about that in the success section, about what's happened over the last few weeks. I also experienced overflow more than ever before. For the first time in a long time, I had so much money, like lots more money than I've ever had. Lots more overflow than I've ever had, which was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And something that I really, I put in here on purpose because I think this is really important. For the first year since I started my business in 2017, the first year ever, I haven't regretted any investments I've made. And I don't necessarily want to say regret because I feel like every decision we make gives us something, whether it's the outcome we want or a lesson. And in actual fact, the decisions that I made, the investment decisions I made in the years previously led to me not making those same decisions this year. So that was the lesson. So I think for the first year, this year, I didn't regret any decisions I made in terms of what I invested my money in. And in, and in saying that, this is also the first year where I haven't been, I haven't had a business coach. I haven't been in a mastermind. I haven't done any group programs. I haven't bought any self-paced courses. I haven't invested in anything other than with a coach, one-to-one, who I think I've spoke about Marie before, but I've been in Marie Holden's My Healing membership, which you can find out more about in the show notes. I've been in her membership for two years now. She was one of my coaches in a mastermind that I was in previously. So I've kind of been in her world for the last three or four years, three years. And I worked with her one-to-one for six months this year. And she is the, probably the, no, her and one other coach. It's the only coach that I would actually work with again, one-to-one. I've worked with quite a lot. (laughs) One of the other reasons that I enjoyed working with her so much is because my expectation in working with her wasn't she's going to fix me. She's going to solve this problem for me. It was she's going to help me heal so that I can solve future problems for myself. I wasn't signing up with her, expecting her to deliver a certain outcome, which I think is really important because every investment I've made before that, every investment I'd made, apart from maybe one other, has been with the expectation that that coach or that programme or that course would solve the problem for me and would fix all my issues. And I never got those results. And I think part of that is because the methods that were taught weren't for me, but also part of that was because I invested from a place of fear or anxiety or I need to do this to be successful. Whereas when I worked with Marie one-to-one, that was not the intention at all. It was very much an intention to heal myself And that's what happened, which was amazing. And I think that also led to me not regretting the investment and being like, I will come back again. (laughs) I will be back. We're going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but you know me, that's what we do. One of the big things that I learned with Marie, or not learned, but because we had one call a month, we had one call a month and Marie would also check in um, via email weekly, which I really enjoyed this style of coaching because there was no pressure. I could book my call whenever I wanted 
And this is how I'm gonna run my one-to-one -one packages as well. Because it felt less stressful than working with someone like every single week. Because that always felt quite a lot. So I could book in my call when I felt like I needed it. Or I'd book it a couple of weeks in advance so I knew when it was coming. And there were moments throughout this six month period where I was in situations where I was maybe panicking or freaking out or something went wrong or I felt like I was struggling or I was drowning. And in those moments I was like, oh, I could just panic book a call with Marie. Let me just book a call with Marie. But because that wasn't an option, I didn't. I actually stepped back and was like, no, you don't need Marie to solve this problem for you. What can you do for yourself in this moment? to support yourself, to be kind to yourself, to give yourself what you need. And it was really a lesson in self-management, self-care, I suppose, and resolving my own problems myself, thinking for myself. And there were occasions where I'd email Marie if she asked how, we was, how I was getting on, I'd email her and be like, do you know what, this came up and I'm really struggling with it, I don't know how to deal with it. But for the most part, something happened and I was able to resolve the feelings of stress in my body or understand why feelings of anxiety were coming up in my body. And I was able to regulate my nervous system myself or calm myself down or be able to look at things more detached from it from an unemotional place to help me get back on track which was bloody incredible. So let's move on to success because I know we've gone on a little bit of a tangent there, but I think that was really important to share. And it's something that I wanted to be honest about because I know so many people invest in support in their business or they invest in programs or coaches or masterminds and they don't get the results that they want. And then they feel like they're the problem or they've done something wrong or they didn't do it right. Oh, that's the same as, <laughs> same as doing it wrong, isn't it? Whereas that's not the case. Some things are for you, some things are not for you. And when you can look back on previous investments and go, do you know what, I learned a lesson from it, great. But it does help you to be more conscious of the decisions and the investments that you make in future. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so on to success. Now, my expectation when it came to success ties in really with the money side of things. So the big numbers, like the big money numbers, wanted to hit all the numbers that all the coaches online talk about and all the, the the kind of popular numbers at the moment. A few years ago, it was hitting 3K months and then 5K months was the new big number and then it was 20K months and now it's 100K months is like the big number. So I wasn't quite aiming for 100K months, <laughs> but I was aiming for like the big money numbers. That was part of my expectation of what success was gonna be to me. Also being fully booked with clients, like being absolutely fully booked all the client spaces were gone, having programs and really scaling my coaching business and working with loads of one-to-one clients and being maxed out, that kind of vibe and also receiving a lot more passive income. That was my expectation of success and what I started the year aiming for. Whereas with my reality, although I was making the money, I was making really good money, I realised it wasn't in the way that I wanted to. And also with that, I burned out with social media, which then led to shame around the burnout because I've hit burnout before and I had this like shame of, I should know better. Why don't I practice what I preach? How can I have let this happen again? And it it took several months to recover. I still feel like I'm recovering a little bit now because I still don't feel fully 100% healthy all the time. But again, that also led to me discovering that it is most likely that I have ADHD. So then learning how to manage that is something that I'm trying to do at the moment before I get a professional diagnosis. My reality was also withdrawing from socials. So I've not posted a lot on my social media at all in the past year. I started to a little bit over the last couple of weeks and then that's disappeared again. I withdrew from my socials. I stopped marketing myself because I just needed a bloody break. And I had a lot running in the background, but the stuff running in the background wasn't, I suppose, achieving the results that I expected. I stopped actively promoting myself, stopped from talking about myself, stopped from doing anything like trying to audience build, trying to grow my presence online, stop doing any of it because I needed a break. I needed a break and I lost all my creativity. And that for me has been quite hard because I'm such a creative person. I've normally got all the ideas. Like someone's only got to say to me, oh, I've been thinking about this, but I don't know what to do. And bam, I've normally got five ideas for them of ways that they can achieve things. And I feel like I lost a lot of that. And it's been difficult not feeling that creativity because I pride myself on my creativity, (laughs) which has sucked. But also this reality gave me an opportunity to redefine what success means to me. So how did I have it all? I redefined what success means to me, which I spoke about in an earlier episode. And I started to live in that way. So rather than redefining what success feels to me or means to me and then being like, 
but all these people are doing all these things. I should jump back, back on the shoulds. I was like, no, it's not the shoulds. I'm getting off social media. I'm doing things my own way. I don't care what anyone else is doing, what anyone else is launching, how often they're launching, how much money they're making, how many clients they're signing. I could not care less because I want to do me in my way, in a way that gives me fulfillment and in a way that enables me to feel successful in the way that success means it feels to me. And I really realised that time and space is very important to me. I got caught in a bit of a trap at the start of the year of hustling and being on, I suppose, high alert and overstepping my own boundaries, working with a client because their company is so fast paced. And it was just too much. It was just far too much. And there were things that happened that was just like, this is just not for me. I do not desire to run my business or live my life in this way. So I gave my business a huge overhaul. I still feel like I'm going through the overhauly bit because things are changing. I gave my business this huge overhaul. I changed my visibility strategy and I added new streams of passive income into my business. And I've also got an episode on that on the podcast. I think it's something like how to maximise your your online presence or maximising your online presence without being on social media. I've also got a blog post. I will link to it in the show notes so you can go and give that a read. Because if you are feeling exhausted by social media, just as I was, there are some really good places that you can be visible every single day without needing to be on social media. And I've really been enjoying that. I've definitely enjoyed creating those form of content. So in terms of the podcast, in terms of writing blog posts, I launched my YouTube channel finally for something that I've wanted to do for ages. And I enjoyed that more. And despite not promoting myself at all, despite not being on social media, I've still had many opportunities come to me. I've still had new clients come in the past few weeks, which has been amazing. And I've also been able to support clients in a capacity that I never thought was possible. So for example, I've just signed a new client whose podcast I'm setting up for them which is amazing. I love podcasting. I never promoted myself as a podcast manager or as somebody that could set up a podcast. But it just so happens that someone I knew needed that support. So I'm helping them. And I've been open to those opportunities rather than being really narrow focused on, well, this is what my business should look like. I'm really happy to have multiple different offers and to support clients in multiple different ways, doing a mixture of done for you and done with you, or coaching support. Or as I said, I'm launching the Self Society in January, that ongoing membership. I feel like success to me is having variety in my business. I tried for the whole of last year, I created the Pricing Academy, and I spent a whole year promoting it, creating it, launching it multiple times, And it wasn't successful at all. And I didn't enjoy just sticking to the one programme. So things are changing there. I also discovered that I'm actually very happy being quietly successful. I no longer feel like I have to shout about my success on socials. And I know obviously I'm talking to you in in this podcast about what I've achieved. But that's part of me sharing my journey to having it all and the way that journey has looked and the way it has changed and evolved since my decision to have it all at the start of the year. 
but I no longer feel like I have to shout about my success. And I don't get triggered by other people celebrating their success online because it no longer aligns with my definition of success. So whereas before when people would talk about like hitting the 10K or the 20K or whatever, and I'd be like, oh my God, why is that not me? Like I've been in business three years or I've been in business more time than they have. How have they just launched their business and overnight they've made like a hundred grand or whatever? I don't care about that anymore. That does not feel good to me at all. And I've seen the way a lot of big businesses run their business behind the scenes. I don't want that. I came to the decision this year, having a full-time team is not something that I desire. Working every day, just to make sure that I'm putting out social media posts every day, not something that I desire at all. Selling every day, not something that I desire at all. That is not my definition of success. Hitting 10 grand a month, having worked 30 days out of the month, having worked every day, having responded to DMs the second that they come in, putting out like three, four, five social media posts a day, don't care. <laughs> that is not for me. You could pay me 100 grand a month, but if it meant that my my month would look like that, in terms of being on all the time, responding all the time, having to manage a team, like, nah, not interested. Not interested at all. And it feels nice to have arrived at that place and to feel so confident and self-assured that that is what I want and to be open about saying that's what I want. Because I think this has been a big problem the last few years as well, is the idea that if you're not aiming for those massive goals, you are playing small. I don't fit with that mould anymore. I don't know if I ever did fit with that mould anymore, but I've now realised that's not for me. If I just want to hit a few grand a month, I'm completely content with that. I don't really have an income goal, to be perfectly honest. That that has disappeared a little bit. Yeah, there's a, there's a few numbers that I'd be really happy with hitting but it's not the be all and end all for me now it's something that I'm working towards in my way but it's just not it's not the everything and that doesn't mean I'm playing small that just means that in this season of my life and in this season of my business I want things to be steady and simple I want to feel balanced I don't want to feel like I've constantly got to strive for the next level and the next level and the next level I don't want to feel like I've got to be scaling or selling something new, or trying to get brand new clients every month. It's just just not what I'm feeling at the moment. And it's really nice that I've had these experiences over the past year that have led me to there. Because I'm content in who I am, and I'm content in what I desire. And it's been a very long time since I felt like this, probably since my first year in business. It was my first year in business where I started investing in coaching, in masterminds, in memberships, because I felt like that was how I knew how I had to behave to be successful. And actually this year I've stripped everything back and it's been my most successful year, which is crazy. So let's talk about travel because travel was very important to me. If you've listened to me for a long time, you'll know that travel has been a huge part of my life. I've lived in Thailand, Australia, Honduras. I actually started my business from Honduras. And since I got back from Utila in 2018, I haven't left the country. So I hadn't been abroad for like three and a half years, four years, which 
is insane to me. So 2022 was very much about me leaving the country. Like that was a huge, of huge importance to me. So my expectation in terms of having it all with travel, I didn't have any trips planned, but as I said, I knew I wanted to leave the country. I was hoping to maybe go to Mexico in November or maybe spend a few months away somewhere. But the reality was very different. And actually, as the year went on, I realised that those things that I thought I wanted, I didn't. Which has been, <laughs> it's been a, a recurring pattern this year. In April, I went to Bath for the weekend with a couple of friends, a couple of my business friends, and we had such a wonderful time together. I spoke about them earlier. We went for um, Sally and Chris, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> um, but I went with Sally and Chris and we went to Bath for a, for a weekend and it was amazing. We had such a lovely time together. It was a real, it, it was a weekend filled with like deep and meaningful conversations, real connection. We went for walks. We just enjoyed ourselves. We ate good food. We drank some wine. We did a new moon ritual. We did oracle cards, did some journaling together, all that kind of stuff. And it was just a really beautiful weekend that we absolutely loved. And then in May, I flew to Nice for a few days. I went to a mastermind day on the Friday. I flew in on the Thursday, went to a mastermind day on the Friday, which was so much fun, so much fun. And then on the Saturday, I went out with Amandine, who is actually going to be a guest on the podcast in a few weeks. But we met for the first time in person. So again, we were friends from a mastermind previously from a few years ago. We met in person. She was hosting the event. And then we went out on the Saturday evening as well. So I had a day to myself on Saturday where I just slept in, explored Nice. And then Amandine and I went out in the evening for a few drinks and some dinner, which was wonderful. And again, I feel like we really created this lovely connection and this lovely bond like we'd spoken a few times on zoom but there's something so wonderful about being in person and all the friendships that I've really deepened this year it feels like I've known people for absolute years and I suppose we have spoken online and we've spoken on zoom a few times but never in the capacity that we have when we've been in person which was amazing and then I spent five days in Greece with Chris, who we went to Bath with. Sally was hoping to come, but she couldn't. But Chris and I went to Corfu for five days in June. And that was like a proper holiday. I didn't do any work. I didn't even get a lot of con content for social media because I just couldn't be asked. <laughs> like I'd finished working with a big client. I'd handed my notice in and was like, I'm done now. I'm going to celebrate with a holiday for a few days. So I went away for those few days and it was just wonderful. It was such a wonderful trip. We explored. I did some bits on my own. Chris did a little bit of work while I was exploring on my own. And we just went for dinner every night. We ate really good food. I got drunk one night, which was a lot of fun. Although I had an expectation of going further afield or for longer periods of time, these trips were perfect. They were the perfect amount of time with the perfect people. And it just really refueled my cell. It made me feel so good. I absolutely loved it. So in terms of having it all, how did I have it all? Well, I left the country. <laughs> that was the big thing. I left the country. That was, that was the most important thing. I did it. It happened. And that was the biggest thing for me this year. As I said, I really wanted to travel. And as I redefined what success meant, what I did realise was that I'm actually quite keen to settle down a little bit. Oh, feels so weird saying that out loud. I kind of want to settle down in terms of buying a house and having a base in the UK. 
So my priorities have changed a little bit. Whereas before it was very much about, I want to go to all the places, I want to live abroad for six months of the year, I want to do all this stuff. Now I want to start saving for a house, which feels very scary. But also it just feels like that's just what I want. And having been on holiday to Corfu, because I haven't been on an actual holiday for I don't know how long, like literally years, because all the trips that I did after I'd started my business, I was working. So I'd never, I hadn't had a full holiday until Corfu and I did it. And I was like, do you know what? Although I can work from wherever I want to be, is that is that how I really want to do things? Or would I rather have a base at home and just go on holidays? And that's what I'm feeling into a little bit at the moment. But that's not to say that I'm not going to work places. I'm not going to take my work abroad because also I am still very open to that kind of nomadic lifestyle. I would really like to do some more more solo trips in 2023 and some more trips with my friends in 2023 because I get so much from them. I love being with people. And obviously in January, we've got the self-first retreat. So that's going to be like a little bit of a trip because... I'm leaving the house. <laughs> I'm going away for a few days. So although I'll be co-hosting the retreat with Dara, it's still going to be a bit of a trip, which will be amazing. So did I have it all in 2022? I would say yes, just not in the ways that I expected to. I really glamorized what my having it all should look like at the start of the year. But in reality, I received the all that I wanted in a, I suppose, more subtle way but actually in a way that really suited me, that I just wasn't expecting. And I feel really excited about that. I feel really grateful for that. I feel like it was a a wonderful year. And I'm really happy with the way that things turned out. So I wanna finish with some of my highlights of the year to reinforce the what I've been saying, like how having it all to make really changed and actually what I've focused on previous in previous years stopped being important to me this year. And as such, I've actually enjoyed things a lot more. So highlights of the year, my brother getting married in March, which was one of the best days, I suppose weekends of my life. We had so much fun. I spent the Friday evening, or the Friday day actually, I spent the day with Hannah, my sister-in-law, and her two sisters, and my niece Lily, and we went to, well not, not for the whole time actually, Lily was only there for lunch, but we went to the spa the day before, so we spent the afternoon at the spa, we'd gone for lunch, we had massages, and then in the evening I had dinner with Luke and Hannah and Lily, and then I stayed with Hannah and Lily the night before the wedding, which was incredible, like we just had so much fun, and like waking up at the hotel, like all the excitement, getting ready, it was just great, and then the day itself literally couldn't have been better, the evening was perfect. Lily was on the dance floor till the da- till the music stopped at like 1am. <laughs> Little groover. She was like six months old at the time. <laughs> it was a, just an amazing time. And then I stayed for an extra night, as I said, and I spent the day at the spa, sleeping, eating. We all got up for breakfast together in the morning, which was just wonderful. Then there was the trips to Bath, to Nice and to Corfu. Amazing, amazing trips for many different reasons. I also celebrated Lily's first birthday in August, which was lovely. And on the subject of Lily, we had her to stay with us for four days, five days, 
when Hannah and Luke were on honeymoon back in May and that was just so lovely to be able to spend that quality time with her and we also had her for the weekend last weekend on the Saturday or overnight on the Saturday which again she's like over a year now and she's just so full of mischief and joy and she's just this happy gorgeous little thing which has been wonderful to build that relationship with her as well and I feel very fortunate that we get to see her all the time so at least like once probably once every 10 days now, but we get to see a lot of her, which is wonderful. And also finding out that I'm gonna be an auntie for the second time, which is very, very exciting. Hannah and Luke had us all around for dinner a few weeks ago to, yeah, to share that baby number two is on the way. So I'll be an auntie again in April, which is very, very exciting. Also in terms of my highlights of the year, working with Marie one-to-one -one for six months. It's been a while since I've worked one-to-one -one with a coach. I'd normally done like mastermind works or programs, but I worked one-to-one -one with Marie for six months to heal a lot of past trauma. And really when I signed up to work with her, my intention was to change my life. I'd hit this point where I was like, I am not happy with where I am. And I remember, I don't know if I said it to her or it was like my intention when I, when I signed up, I was like, I'm going to change my life. Like I'd made the decision at the start of the year that I was going to have it all this year. And by April, I was like, this is not working for me. This way of living and working is not working for me. I want to change my life. So I started working with Marie and we helped to shed a lot of layers of shoulds and people pleasing and subscribing to certain ideals and it was a really wonderful experience. And if you're interested in learning more about Marie, then I've shared the link to my healing membership in the show notes so you can find out more there. I am a proud affiliate. As I said, I've been with Marie for a couple of years now. I've worked with her one-to-one. -one. I've been in her membership, which has truly changed things for me. It's been one of the best investments and it continues to be one of the best investments that I make in myself, which is wonderful. Back to the highlights, forming deeper friendships with people that I've known for years. Even people that I've been friends with for a very long time, I feel like our bond has deepened. Catching up with one of my favourite human beings on the planet after three years of not seeing her. I met with Hope in, I don't even know when it was now, September I think. September or October. Um, hadn't seen her for like three years. It was a very long time and I saw her and it was emotional and wonderful and we only had a few hours together but it was perfect. And then on the friend note again, I stayed with my friend Elaine for the weekend, the other weekend, a couple of weekends ago, because she has, or oh, I think it was last year, maybe, she bought a house with her partner and I went to stay with her, well, with them for the weekend. And again, that was just, it was just perfect. Like, it was so chilled. We drank a lot of wine, got very drunk, went to see Don't Worry Darling, went out for dinner, had dinner at theirs, played a lot of ball games. It was just perfect, like just a real wonderful weekend. And these are the things that I value so much now. I think as well, where we had lockdown and we couldn't do things with people for so long, now it is just such a joy to spend quality time with people. Also, quality time is one of my top love languages. So quality time and personal touch. Is it personal touch? Physical touch. They're my top two love languages. So to be able to hug people in person and to actually spend quality time with them, it just makes me feel so good. Uh, day trips to London with friends and my mum. I've been on a few different day trips this year 
where we've just gone out, we've wandered around, like been to Covent Garden, been to art galleries, co-worked in London. It's just been lovely. Launching the self-first retreat with Dara, that's also been a massive highlight of my year and having that real collaboration with her and bringing this idea to life. It's been wonderful. It's been a real, it's been such a fun process and it's been so nice to put your energy into something and it just feels so natural and exciting and there's no stress there. It just feels magical, completely magical. So that's also been very, very exciting. And then finally on my highlights of the year list that I typed up before I started recording this episode, it's been building a deeper connection with myself and really feeling comfortable with who I am. And it's taken a while and it's taken a lot of self-exploration. It's taken a lot of spending time with myself and self-awareness and I've arrived at a really lovely place like deeper than I ever have before and I think that has really been pivotal in the success that I've also achieved this year and when I was thinking about all of these highlights that I've just shared with you when I looked at that list I realized that the list actually involves being with other people and having experiences as opposed to the fact that I signed my highest paying clients or that I doubled my business income since last year. Like they're great things as well. It's like, woohoo, celebrate those. I'm not downplaying that success because I am proud of that. But the things that are really important to me are those times that I've spent with friends and family. And that really reminds me to remember what is important and to stay connected to what's important to me. And that as well comes from removing myself from social media and choosing to step away from it. So choosing to step back and say, I'm not going to subscribe to those success ideals anymore. And not only that, I think stepping back from social media really helped me to form a deeper connection with myself because for the first time in, I literally don't even know, I... This is going to sound so weird. I feel like I actually like my face without makeup on. I'm a confidence coach. I help other people with their confidence. I'm confident in many aspects of my life. I'm confident in many areas of my life. I have a lot of self-confidence. But there's still always been times where I felt not as confident if I don't wear makeup. Or I felt like I want to wear makeup because it's that extra layer of confidence. Whereas for the first time in probably forever, I finally felt really comfortable in my own skin with my face completely bare, which is wonderful. And I really like that. In my final session with Marie this year, we talked about what I was striving for. And I came to the realization that everything, and I shared this in a previous episode, but everything in my life has really been all or nothing. So in terms of my journey to having it all, it's, my life has always been I can have it all or I can have nothing at all I either have all the income or no income I have all the clients or no clients I have all the confidence or no confidence I have all the energy or no energy and for the past few months especially it's been really about bringing balance to my life getting comfortable with having steady income steady clients steady confidence and not constantly flitting between the absolute best and the absolute worst And I've really started to consciously create that for myself, which feels amazing. And creating more balance is actually one of the things that I'm going to talk about in the Self Society. It's going to be one of the first initial workshops that we're going to do. It's blissfully balanced and how to bring more balance to your life so that you're not constantly living in that high, low energy and that all or nothing energy because it's very unstable and it's unsafe and it's uncertain and it's not a comfortable 
space to live in and that's something that I've very much learned over the past few months, over the past few years, I suppose. So this year has truly been a year of self-exploration, self-acceptance and self-connection. Even during the tougher times when my income stopped and I'd burned out, I still had that inner knowing that everything was going to be okay. And it's been a really wonderful for me to get to that place, like that place of trusting myself and, and believing that things would work out so that I could then just focus on resting and recovering without stressing about the future too much because we've got to be honest there's also always that little bit of stress but instead of it being this all-consuming stress that takes everything out of me and doesn't allow me to think straight or see clearly they have just been able to manage the stress when it comes along and for the most part stay in that trusting relaxed resting energy and this sense of peace during the difficult times really comes from years of working on myself and the success I achieved in terms of income and business growth comes from years of working on increasing my self-worth and believing that I deserve to be well paid for the skills and the experience that I offer. And also when I found myself in situations where I don't feel like I'm being treated particularly fairly or I feel like people are perhaps taking advantage of me, I've had the confidence to know that I'm, I don't deserve that. And I've shut it down and I've been like, no, I'm not available for this anymore this is the end and that's why I've ended certain partnerships or walked away from certain experiences because I'm not available for it I don't deserve it I'm not available for it I'm only allowing things into my life now that I do truly believe I deserve and it's so nice and I uh, one thing that I again I wanted to say before we finish is I don't believe that it's a coincidence that the first year I haven't completed any business trainings or signed up to work with any business coaches is my most successful year in business so far I really believe that by stepping away from the noise and distancing myself from all the shoulds I've actually been able to create a business that I enjoy I've been able to earn the income I desire and much more than that and I've been able to work with incredible clients in a capacity that wasn't an option at the start of the year. So I mentioned before about um, supporting the client with their podcast launch. Like that wasn't even a possibility. It wasn't even an idea at the start of the year. But now I've opened myself up to more opportunities. And that hasn't come from a business coach telling me what to do. That's come from me asking myself on a consistent basis. What do I want? What do I need? What feels good to me? and saying yes to those opportunities that feel right. And I've also collaborated with, with an incredible woman to host the Self First Retreat, which is another amazing achievement. It's another amazing opportunity that came up. And that wasn't a strategic decision. That wasn't me going, okay, how can I make money in my business? How can I sell more in my business? How can I sign clients to my business? I know I'll partner with someone. The Self First Retreat came from already having a good relationship with Dara like we've got a great relationship a friendship and us having a catch-up on zoom and being like do you know what would actually be great why don't we host a retreat together our values are both very much in line the mission that we have is in line the things that we we talk about and that we share and that we want to empower people to do i.e putting yourself first we marry up very well on that and that came from from having these these connections which is wonderful and I'm very content with the success that I'm achieving because it's based on what success feels like to me it's not based on what's going on on Instagram or what this coach is talking about or what that coach is launching it's based on what success feels like to me and it's so nice to be here <laughs> so so nice
the better relationship you have with yourself, the more you'll be able to achieve in life. So whether that's love or money or success or travel or something else, if you create that beautiful relationship with yourself, you can achieve those things. So healing has been a huge part of it and something I would encourage everyone to focus on. And I know I've mentioned Marie already, but Marie Holden's My Healing Membership is a place that I would really recommend. The healing work we've done together, both privately and in the group, has been pivotal in me having it all this year. And as I said before, the link is in the show notes if you want to know more. So before I wrap up this episode, I would just like to remind you that I'm launching the Self Society, a monthly membership designed to help you create a deeper connection with yourself in January 2023. As the months go by, you'll learn to cultivate a beautiful relationship with yourself by increasing your self-confidence, prioritising your self-care, building more self-belief and learning to love yourself for who you are. Each month members will receive access to a weekly email in both written and audio format containing journal prompts for self-awareness alongside encouragement and motivation for the week ahead. There'll be two live video calls hosted via Zoom across alternate time zones each month to ensure that as many people as possible can attend live. The video calls will be a mixture of journal prompt parties, which have been a huge success in the past, and they always leave people feeling energised, excited and motivated. There'll be hot seat coaching sessions if you need some laser coaching or you want some coaching support without having to invest in a one-to-one coach. There'll be EFT tapping sessions when I am a certified EFT coach, which is happening in 2023. There'll also be self-improvement workshops, and I may even get in a few guests to do some energy workshops with you but that will be a surprise for now or a secret for now let's let's keep it as a secret for now there you'll also access replays to all past calls and workshops so that you can return to a specific topic or catch up if you can't make the call live it's very much go at your own pace no pressure it's not like you're working through a specific program that needs to get done on time Um, and there will also be an online community on a platform called Substack so no Facebook group no notifications no getting tagged by the at everyone tag (laughs) I mean you can use this online community to share your thoughts to ask questions and receive support from me throughout the month and just to give you an idea of some of the workshops that will happen in the self-society a few ideas I've got at the moment are blissfully balanced finding fulfillment fearless and thriving becoming whole and using fear to fuel you plus i'm also going to run a vision board party possibly in december for all those that sign up in the black friday offer or it might be the beginning of january i'm undecided about dates yet but i'm going to run that special live vision board party because i just think it's such a wonderful time of year to be creating a new vision board So for more information about the Self Society, visit the link in the show notes. As I said before, I'm planning an exclusive Black Friday offer. So make sure you are on the wait list to learn more about that. I have got a few more solo episodes coming up for you before the end of the year. And then I'm going to be taking a little break in January as I'll be prepping for the Self First Retreat. So coming up before then, I've got an episode on how to transform your money mindset in 2023 based on my own experience and how to be self-confident in 2023. So that'll be packed full of tips that you can use, you can go away and implement to ensure that you have a year full of confidence. 
So if your confidence has been knocked over the past few years, if a certain situation has knocked your confidence, if you just like to build more self-assuredness over the coming months, then that is the episode for you. Plus, we've also got a few more guest interviews coming. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you don't miss out. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode because it has been an especially large one. Normally I don't do solo episodes that are this long. It has been huge. So I would really like to hear your thoughts on this episode and on any episode. I'm always open to hearing feedback because I want to make sure that I'm creating content that you thoroughly enjoy. So if you found it interesting, if you enjoyed it or if it inspired you, please send me an email. Hello at RebeccaLucyH.com and don't forget to rate and review the show. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a few sentences on why you love the pod. And if you're on Spotify, just rate the show by tapping those five stars. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to The Confidence Show with me, Rebecca Hawkes. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This will help the podcast reach more people, which means we can help more people increase their confidence and love themselves for who they are. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.